Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you for another week of teaching. My name is Derek King, if you don't know me. Um, this week, I'm going to talk to you about love, about love. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to minister the word of truth. And Father, I ask that you mightily express yourself through my words this week, that you cause these words to have an impact upon the lives of my brothers and sisters. I ask, I ask this, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Brothers and sisters, I you know I took a couple of week, weeks off, but uh, I've been meditating on the love of God. I tell you what I read. I read 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. I read it over and over again. And I read 1 John, all of 1 John. Then I read all of John, most of that. And, you know, in the Old Covenant, right? God gave them the Ten Commandments. A lot of you have seen the stories where Moses broke the Ten Commandments and he went back into the uh, mountain. If you watch the Ten Commandments movie, you know that God gave them a set of laws whereby if they keep these laws, you know, they can get the blessings that are in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. But if they don't keep the laws, they can get the curses that are in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. So no one was able to fully keep all the laws. So a lot of times Israel ended up with the curses. When you read the prophets, they was going into bondage and all this kind of stuff. You know, you read Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel and, and all the prophets and all of that. You read that God was sending the prophets sometimes to speak judgment on them because they could not keep the laws. You see what I'm saying? Or you, you know, even when Jesus healed the blind man, the first thing they asked Jesus was, uh, who sinned his mother or father that this man was born blind? Because they had a correlation between keeping the law and being blessed and breaking the law and being cursed. So they knew that a person had the potential to have wealth. They had the potential uh, to have healing in their body. The only thing they didn't have, they couldn't have a, a personal relationship personally with the Lord. They had to go through the priest, you know, because the Holy Spirit wasn't poured out upon all flesh at the time. Now we have the potential or the opportunity to be able to hear the voice of God, everyone for ourselves. We don't have to go through through a mediator. We don't have to go through a priest or a prophet. That's the blessing we have under the new covenant to hear the voice of God for ourselves. Well, under the old covenant, the word covenant means agreement. And the word covenant in the Hebrew, it really means to cut. So that's why they had to kill bulls and goats and shed blood. Blood had to be spilled for a covenant. Even Abraham. God put a sleep on him, and he um, divided the animals and all that, and there was blood shed for God through the animals. You see what I'm saying? And the blood for Abraham came through circumcision. God always entered in covenant with man through blood. But under the new covenant, man don't have to be circumcised or whatever. Jesus paid it all with his offering. Jesus offered the blood once and for all, and he gave us 
a commandment. And I'm going to read that right here in, in John, the 13th chapter, in the 34th verse. Somebody say John 13 and 34. You need to remember this script, this chapter, this uh, chapter and verse forever, because this is extremely important. A new commandment I give unto you. This is Jesus talking. That ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. I need to read that again because this is very important. John 13 and 34, it says, a new commandment I give unto you. That ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Now, a lot of people want to express that God, you'll know God's disciples by how a person dressed. You know, uh, by how or how much church they go to, which I'm for going to church. The Bible says, forsake not to assemble yourselves together with the believers as the manner of psalm is. So I'm into going to church. I'm into um, being presentable or whatever. But some people think salvation is based on a, a dress code or church attendance uh, how much you pray, how much you fast, um, how much you read the Bible, and all these things you should do. But that is not how you know God's disciples. And I'm going to show you during the week the characteristics. We're going to go in depth on this thing, the characteristics of love, whether you know that you're saved or not. You know that you pass from death to life when you love the brother, brethren. You know, one expression in the word, Jesus challenged us to love our enemies. Why? Because that's his personality. We were enemies of God. We didn't keep his law of love. We was his enemies. We was possessed by demons. We 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 we, we was we were not born again at one point in our life, which means if we wasn't born again, that we was under the devil's authority. And when we was under the devil's authority, we were selfish. We'll say anything about anybody. We'll lie. We'll steal. We'll cheat. We'll do anything to make ourselves look better than our brother. Or we'll do anything to try to down the brother. Or, or, or we, we, you know, when, when you're in the world, when you're not born again, when you don't have a God kind of love, you know, for some of us, it'll be hard to be faithful to the spouse when you don't have a God's kind of love. For some of us, it'll be hard to, uh, to stop lying. See, love love is, is truth. The spirit of Jesus is the spirit of truth. You When you get that love of God in you, you can't lie when you get born of God. You just... Whether a person's going to like you or not, you just tell them the truth. 
You you don't care what they think about you. It's it's not selfish. See, selfishness want the other person to look at them in a spectacular light. You want to present your own self as being spectacular. And sometimes it could be at the uh, um at the expense of making your brother or your sister look less than. Because that that see that's that's the pride of life, which is the opposite of love. You see what I'm saying? But see, Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe on him, the Lord Jesus Christ, should not perish, but have everlasting life. What did Jesus do? He gave himself sacrificially. He gave his life as an offering for our sins. He cared more about us living than he cared about his own self dying. He was the epitome of selfish, uh, selflessness. He was not selfish. He was the opposite of selfish. He gave himself for us. He did what he could for us. He healed us. He, 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 he I mean, he is magnificent. Love. It, even when he was dying, he didn't ask for retribution for the people who killed him. He said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. He allowed men to spit on him. He allowed men to whoop him, to talk to him, to slap him, and mistreat him. Why? Because he wasn't going to do to other people what other people was doing to him. He was, he was, you know, just magnificent. Be blessed. Talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome on this Tuesday. We're talking about love this week. Father, I love you because you first loved me. And Lord, give me expressions of love so that I can give to the ones that's listening. I ask you to do this, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if I ask you to give me $1,000, the only way you could give $1,000 to me is if you had it. And you would have to have an abundance. You you would you would feel comfortable Give, giving me a thousand dollars if you had about thirty thousand or forty or fifty thousand in the bank, it wouldn't bother you at all, because you would give out of your overflow. If you had an overflow of money, you don't mind giving, because you're giving out of overflow. See, a thousand dollars to somebody could be like a dollar to somebody else. Why? It depends on what they have. And you can't give what you don't have. You cannot give love if you don't have love. You cannot give money if you don't have money. You cannot give peace if you don't have the Prince of Peace. But you can give what you have. If you have turmoil and strife, you can give that. If you have hatred, you can give that. See, you can everyone can give what they have. 
but you also reap what you give. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed on him should not perish but have eternal life. Love causes you to be a giver. Love causes you to be selfless. It's the opposite of selfishness. Love can never be selfish. Love can never be envious. Love is not judgmental. It's not suspicious. When you find a person suspicious, it could be, you know, uh, because of what they done went through or what they have received for themselves, which causes them to be suspicious of others. You can only give what you receive. If you receive suspicion and betrayal, you would begin to give suspicion and betrayal because you can only give what you receive. So a person must first be born again by believing on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the commandments that the Lord gives to you in First John, one of them is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and that you love one another as I have loved you. So to be born again, like Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And when you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the love of God poured out upon you in your spirit. Now, what you have to do is you have to feed your spirit on the word of God to develop this love. And that's what I've been doing. I fed my spirit for a whole week on, on, on the words of love so that I could get a full revelation of the love of God. And when I read it, I oftentimes read the word with so much reverence and so much holy awe till it brought me to tears. My God, that's when you know it's in there, when you realize how inadequate you are when you realize how much God loves you and how you have not been walking in the fullness of his love and you realize that God so loved you that he's, he's able to overlook your shortcomings. He's able to overlook all these sins you didn't practice, the way you've been talking to people, the way you've been acting toward people, the way you've been criticizing people behind their back, or the way you think evil people. The way you the way you think in your heart secretly, you know God knows all this, and He overlooks that because He loves us. He knows all our thoughts, He knows all our ways, but He overlooks it because He loves us. But He wants us to return the same love to one another. First Corinthians the thirteenth chapter and at verse one, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity. The word charity means love. I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. In other words, you can be a linguist. You can, you can be a person that pray in tongues and pray with tongues of men and angels. You can be an interpreter. You speak Spanish, English, Russian, French. You can do, be all these things. You can speak in tongues, men, angels, all of that. But if you don't have love, it says you, you become a sound that's irritating to the spirit. Verse 2, we have 1 Corinthians 13 chapter that says, and though I have the gift of prophecy, you know, and understand all mysteries, you can have the gift of prophecy and deliver the prophetic word in a, in a terrible manner. 
God can show you something and you can deliver it in such a terrible manner to the person despised prophecies. Yeah. Because the delivery is not up to the spirit, it's up to the character and the personality of the person prophesying. And so as though I ha- and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains. See, Paul was operating in all these gifts. Paul had the gift of prophecy. Paul understood mysteries. You remember he said he was caught up to the third heaven and heard words that was unlawful to tell. He had knowledge. He understood the revelation of the blood of Jesus and so forth and so on. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, he he had the kind of faith to move mountains and have not love or charity, I am nothing. So it is possible for a person to be a prophet or have the gift of prophecy. It is possible possible for a person to be extremely intelligent and have all mystery, knowledge of mysteries and knowledge. And, man, Joker could be full of faith, man, to, to heal all kind of cancer, to, to open the eyes of the blind, to, to cause people to get healed of COVID and all kind of stuff. Hey, I done walked in some of these realms. But you know what the Lord challenged me this on this? If I don't have love, I'm nothing. If we don't have love, brothers and sisters, we're nothing. This is what Paul is saying. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, you can say, oh, I feed the poor. Hey, that's a good thing. And though I give my body to be burned, you can have, you can be like, man, I give my body for the Lord. You know, that's cool. And have not love. It profited me nothing. It might profit the poor who you're giving the goods to. It might profit the uh, um the people who you disseminate knowledge and understanding and wisdom to, it might profit all of them. But if I could do all that and then I go home and I don't know how to treat my wife, it profit me nothing. God is not pleased if we don't walk in love. People think that salvation is based on have you been baptized in Jesus' name or in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. People think salvation is based on whether you wear a dress or whether you wear pants or whether you wear makeup or don't wear makeup. People don't understand the scriptures. The scriptures say you'll know my disciples by the love they have one for another, not by how you was baptized, not by what what, you, what kind of makeup or wearing or not wearing, all of that, not by what you call yourself, whether you Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, holiness, uh, non-denomination, all of that does not determine your salvation. Your salvation is determined whether you love, and see, that's why Paul understood that people didn't love one another. He said, avoid foolish and unlearned questions, for they gender strife. People are more concerned about being right on this and right on that because they it's pride, the pride of life. I understand uh, mysteries. I understand knowledge. Oh, I can teach you about faith. You know, the Lord was speaking this to my spirit. You see what I'm saying? He was showing me. I can know this. I can know that the correct way to do this, the correct way, the manners of this and the manners of that, the systems of this and the systems of that. Read all these books and all this and so forth and so on. You know what? But if I'm irritable and I'm the type of person you can't talk to, and if you don't like being around me, I can't make you feel comfortable. I can't make you feel wanted. You know, it profit me nothing. See, we got to walk in love, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Love is the key to victory. I got a lot to say, 
But I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about love. And, Father, I just want you to express your heart to my brothers and sisters. Use me as a conduit of your spirit to release the love of God. I declare over you, brothers and sisters, a revelation of the love of God. I release his divine mercy, his divine grace upon you. I release the blood of Jesus Christ upon, upon you. And may your homes, may your jobs, wherever ever you go, your realm of influence and wherever you are, whatever is your daily dwelling place and influence, I release God's love and compassion. I surround you with faith and love. May faith and love be all around you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, because I didn't get through. And I'm going to review. I'm going to read the first three verses, and then I'm going to just read the scriptures, brothers and sisters, and I just expound on them. And whatever the Holy Spirit put in my heart, that's what I'm going to deliver. Verse 1, 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity. The word charity means love. I am become a sounding brass, a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, I have been one of those guys. And, uh, if, you know, I hope I'm not like that now, but if I am, you got a new me. I'm not going to be that way. I'm, I will obey the word. See, I, I've been this way, and I've been around people this way. You can have the gift of prophecy. You can understand our mystery. You can have all knowledge. You can have a gift of faith where you can, you can really get an answer to things, operating in apostolic prophetic ministry. But you know what? If you don't have that love, you're nothing. You're nothing. And this is something I have to develop. You have to develop us together. We need to develop our spirits to, to understand what the love of God is. If God say this, how you going to know his disciples? And this is our part of the covenant. Jesus' part of the covenant was to shed the blood for the remission of our sins. Our part of the covenant is to walk in love. Well, we don't want to break covenant. See, because it's a penalty for breaking covenant. You know, you know, you can go to heaven, but you know you get there earlier. You know, you you can go to heaven, but don't have the abundant life. Really, it's a lot of people born again, but not having that God kind of life, the abundant life. God will have it that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. See. So you can be born again and not prospering. You can be born again and be broke. You could be born again and not be in health. And what I learned is if you will go back and check your love life, I'm not talking about nothing perverted, I'm, uh, you know, or intimate. I'm talking about your, the way you treat one another. Do you treat your brother and sisters the way you want them to treat you? Do you talk to your brother and sister the way you want them to talk to you? Do you show compassion on your brothers and sisters as the way you show compassion, as you would want them to show compassion to you? Do you do to your spouse as you would want your spouse to do to you? One man 
I talked to him. He was he was uh committing adultery. And um you know, I, I told him, I said, Well, she's probably gonna commit he asked me, uh, did, did I think she was gonna commit adultery? I said, Yeah, she'll probably do it. And uh, I said, I said, You don't care, do it. And I said that to get his attention. You know, you you doing it and you think she supposed to just be like, well, that's, that's it, and forgive you right away, which she should. Have you ever thought about how you would feel if she did that to you? Would you would you be like, hey, she need to forgive me right away? Would you have that same attitude? You probably wouldn't. Why? Because you're selfish. You only thought about yourself. When you was doing what you was doing, you only was thinking about me, 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 satisfying the flesh. See, in First John, it talks about love, not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loved the world, the love of the Father is not even in him. And then it tells you that the, 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 uh, in the world is the lust of the flesh. tells you what the world is. When they say love, not the world, you'd be like, well, what is that? It says the, the, uh, the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh is opposite of love. The lust of the eyes is opposite of love. It ain't, it's not the God kind of love. It's the devil's kind of love. It's lust. And the pride of life. The pride of life is I did this. I don't need you. I don't need no help. I don't need my wife or, or your woman. I don't need my husband. I don't need nobody. I can do bad all by myself. And all. That's the pride of life. It's the opposite of love. You know, Ecclesiastics, the wisdom of Solomon, he said we're better together. Two is better than one. Hallelujah. Well, let me keep chopping away. And it says, verse 3, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profit me nothing. Charity, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity means love. So love has the ability to put up with somebody who's acting a fool. It suffereth long. Well, how long, Brother King? I don't know. Long. Love can put up with it. It suffereth long. And it's kind. Now, some people get so long, but they're not kind. I remember I had this electrician come by my house. He was in his 70s. He told me, he said, man, and he was born again. Now, he said, the only time I wasn't with a woman is when I was asleep. And he told me, he said, I put my wife through that all these years of my life. And then he said, man, I believe now she's trying to get me back. You know, she was giving them purity Hades from what he was telling me. He said, he ain't doing nothing now. He said, he did all that when he was young. Well, she was going to, I guess, you know, she. he said he thinks she's just trying to get him back for all that stuff he did when he was doing it. Well, she she was successful in the first part. She suffered long, but see, she was missing it on the second part, and it's kind. And he missed it in his younger days because he didn't have much love. See, both, both parties are going to have to walk in love. We got to walk in love with one another. We got to walk in love with our spouses. Charity suffer it long and it's kind. When it's suffering, it's still kind. Charity envy it not. It's not jealous. It, it, you ain't jealous of somebody else's house, somebody else's car, somebody else's husband, somebody else's wife. You ain't saying, well, how she get him and vice versa, or how he get her. 
kind of had guys tell me that. They look at me and see how pretty my wife is, and they consider me not to be that handsome. They'd they be like, I heard a guy say, yeah, man, how, how, how he end up with her? See, that's not love. People have been proud of me and glad for me, and vice versa. You don't supposed to look at somebody's spouse or whatever and think that you ought to go over there and try to steal their spouse away from them because you look better than them. See, charity envy it not. You don't need to be jealous of the neighbor. How they can afford this? How they afford that house? How they afford that car? And be jealous of them and try to talk about them to their boss and get them fired off the job or whatever and criticize them and make pages on them on the internet and do I've seen people do whole exposés on on ministers, and they think they serving the Lord. They think that's the love of God. Them on the internet on YouTube talking about a minister, trying to call a minister false. They think that's the love of God. If it was the love of God, you should contact that minister if you had something to say, and tell him and him alone. God ain't ordained nobody to, to, to do the devil's job slandering the minister. So charity suffered long and it's kind. It, it, charity envied it not. Charity vaunted not itself. It's not trying to make itself seen. It don't have to be the big wig. It's not puffing. It's, it, it's not puffed up. Love is not puffed up. It don't have to be the boss. It don't have to be, this is, I'm in charge of this. That's the opposite of love. So you got to know what love is and what's the opposite of love. And if you're walking in any of these spirits, it's the opposite of what God wants you to do. And that's why the word is given is given for correction and for reproof and for instruction in the ways of righteousness. And so I read it just like you and I have to self-correct. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know I love you. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad that you stand with me. Um, we're still talking about love. Father, have me, Lord, to say the words that you want your your children to hear. I'm your very own child, Holy Father. You're my very own father. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you bless all the hearers of this word. And, Father, if there's any sick, I release the healing power. I release healing upon your bodies. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, let's go right back to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. And let's start at the first verse. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, charity means love, I am become as sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. I remember, uh, brother, I was listening to a, a tape by Brother Kennedy Hagin. He said his minister came into town and going to start a church, uh, build, build a big old church, had it built. And he said, he asked me, he said, well, where are you going to get all the members? He said, I'm going to take ha half of Brother So-and-So's ministers, members. I'm going to take another half of Brother So-and-So members and another half of Brother So-and-So members, and I'm going to have me a church. Well, he said, the Lord told him to say, you go warn him, told, tell him to correct himself, to judge himself in three areas. 
one of the areas was the way he treat people. Say he always had a bulldog spirit, thought he could talk to folks any kind of way. And say that same guy who was going to build a church who did uh who had, he ended up getting sick. And he said I got a bunch of ministers they was going to go pray for him. He said he started walking up there to pray for him, and the Lord told him, go go sit down. He didn't judge himself. He didn't judge himself about the way he treat people and talk to people. And he said a guy was 39 years old, he was dead. Before the church was built, before he can enjoy it, he was dead because he didn't judge himself by the way he treated people. Now, he went to heaven, you know, because you, you get born again by believing on Jesus, but he just went there quicker. Show beast going to hell, don't it? But what I'm saying is we need to judge ourselves and our treatment to one another. That's what I had to do recently. And so you can have the gift of prophecy and understand all mission, all knowledge, and have faith that you can remove mountains and have not charity or nothing. And see, during that time, all those guys were operating supernatural gifts, legs. They pray for you and your leg grow out. You know, that can be done now. It is being done now. But what I'm trying to tell you is, you can be doing that and not walking in love, and, and God won't be pleased with you. Verse 3, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profit me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Like I covered yesterday, some people suffer long, but they ain't going to be kind while they suffer it. So if you ain't kind, kindness is love. It's a fruit of love. A fruit of love is long-suffering. You can suffer with a, with a situation and keep praying until you see the breakthrough, and you're going to be kind while you're doing it. Another characteristic, we in the fourth chapter of the 13th chapter of Corinthians. Another characteristic is love. It is a, it's the opposite of jealousy. Charity, envy it not. It's not jealous of anybody. It's not jealous of anybody's possessions. Matter of fact, it wants the person to, to have uh, uh, great possessions. It wants to see the person excel in ministry. You're not going to be mad because somebody else's ministry is, they got more members of their ministry more profitable than yours. Matter of fact, I love to see it. I want to see people rise, raise up, rise up or whatever. I want to see people operate in prophetic ministry if I can't operate in it. I want to see people operate in the gifts of healing if I can't operate in it. I want to see people receive the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues even if I couldn't speak in it. I enjoy seeing people excel in ministry. I enjoy seeing people excel in life. When a person get a million dollars, they make $30 million a year, you'll never hear me say, why they getting paid that? Why? Because I'm not envying them. I want them to get, hey, if they make 30, I hope they get 40 million. Well, Brother King, you you don't make but so. They ought to pay you. No, I'm glad somebody else blessed. See, I'm not jealous because somebody make $30 million a year and I don't make that. That don't bother me. I'm glad they make it. Hallelujah. That's, see, love in Vietnam. You're glad to see the other person blessed. If the other person can buy, buy a Cadillac or whatever, a, a Mercedes, why that bother you? Don't let that bother you. Charity envy it not. Love envy it not. So if you're like that, if you're jealous, ask the Lord to remove that. Say, I'm walking in love, and I refuse to be jealous any longer. Don't walk in that spirit. 
if a person uh, uh, got got, a, uh, got abs and and in great shape, and you got a gut, and, and all the women like that man, and uh, uh, vice versa, uh, uh, vice versa. Don't be jealous of them because all the men like them, all the women like them, and start slandering them. Charity, envy it not. Don't be jealous of it. You know, be happy for them. Be like, well, they show like, don't, don't say it. Man, they show like you done it. <clears throat> don't be jealous of your brother and sister. You know, I got to talk a little worldly to some of y'all. It say charity, vaunt it not itself. It don't try to make itself the big, big eye, the big wig. Got to be the big stuff. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? No, that's the opposite of love. That's that's on the devil's realm. That's on the devil's side of things. The kind of love we walking in don't do this. It is not puffed up. It do not behave itself as seemly. I used to get mad and kick tugs and flip over stuff sometimes, even at work. Well, that's the opposite of love. That's the wrong spirit operating in me or in you. It don't behave itself unseemly. It's seeking not our own. My, my, my. Well, what about my? I'm going to make sure when I get my check, I'm going to make sure I put some away for me. You know, people that try to teach me that. Me, me, me. Because you don't have the love of God. That's why you're concerned about me, me, me. See, on the Satan's realm, selfishness is the characteristic. Seek it, not her own. It don't say seek it her own. Man, I better make sure I get me this. I better make sure I did Jesus Try to get. He said, "Birds have nests, foxes have holes, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. He ain't have nowhere to lay his head. Because why? Because he came here as a sacrifice. But why? Because he was the epitome of love. We're sons of his love. We have the nature of the Father, and God is love. Guess what? That make you. If your Father's love, that makes you love. So you, now you seek it not her own. So you got to read this stuff and say, this is me." This me. I do not behave unseemly. I seek it not my own. That's me. It is not easily provoked. How many of us are easily provoked? People can't say hardly anything to you till you're offended. You think they're talking about you all the time. You're easily provoked. You're ready to fight. Well, that's the opposite of love. That means you hadn't been perfected in love yet. Perfect love cast out fear. If you're feel fearful, some people really scared. They walk around scared, terrified. Why? Because they've not been made perfect in love. See, when you made perfect in love, you don't fear death. You're not scared of whatever the devil bring your way. You're not scared of it. You're not scared of it. Why? Because love, perfect love, it casts out fear. It's seeking not on. It's not about me, 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 me. It seeks another's wealth. It is not easily provoked. It's not quick to be provoked, not quick to be mad. It don't always try to find out what the other person uh, uh trying to do to them and it think it no evil see that's a verse five it thinking no evil see love thinking no evil if you think think it evil all the time or think somebody trying to do something or suspicious of somebody think they're going to get you or get your spouse or get this or see love thinking no evil it's not easily provoked it's seeking not her own it's not selfish see it rejoices not in iniquity See, when, 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 when you was opposite love, you love to watch movies and rejoice when evil was being done in the movie or evil being done at the school. You know, I used to be happy. You know, I know people happy when Mobile lead the nation in murders or something. Yeah, we number one. You think I'm lying. I'd have heard people say that. It rejoicing in truth. 
see, I got a lot to say, brothers and sisters. But guess what? I done ran out of time again. Be blessed. We'll pick it up tomorrow. Have a great day. Well, brothers welcome and sisters, welcome on this Friday. We're talking about love. Let me get right into the word. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. The word charity means love, so I'm going to say love. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profit me nothing. Love suffer it long and is kind. Love envy it not. Love vaunt it not itself. Is not puffed up. Do not behave itself unseemly. Seeking not her own is not easily provoked. Think it no evil. You know, it's hard to get through this without me elaborating. But, you know, love, you know, is is something that we all got to meditate on because this is how we stay in covenant. This is how we get the blessings of the Lord. This is how we walk in faith. Faith work it by love. Verse 6, rejoicing not in iniquity, but rejoicing in, in the truth. Like I said, when I was young, I, I'm glad a lot of people ain't grew up like me. But, uh, you know, we would brag if the crime rate was high. We would brag. We would watch a movie. You know, I, we, I used to like the movie called Menace to Society. And even on that movie, and don't go watch it. I, I hate it. I shouldn't have said it. But, you know, in that movie, it's a demonic movie, but they rejoice in iniquity. When somebody get killed on the movie, they rejoice. When, I remember when the murder rate, the crime rate go up, we'll be happy. Because we're catching up with New Orleans. You know, only a Satan-ruled man would think that way, rejoicing in a nigger. It's the opposite of love. See, we're sons of his love. Because remember, God is love, so we're sons of love. We got to hate what God hates. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride, arrogancy, the evil way and the fraud mouth, these things do I hate. So love rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. You don't rejoice when a marriage breaks up. You don't break up a marriage. You don't rejoice when, 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 um, when people who support gay marriage and abortion get put in office. That's not a time to rejoice. You don't vote for them kind of people. I don't. Because the love of God restrained me from putting people in office uh, to do things that God hates. God hates. Uh, he, he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. For, for sexual sins and immorality. God uh, uh, put Israel in, in the bondage because they was killing babies. So I don't rejoice in the nigger. I don't rejoice when a man, uh, a woman, win an election that supports things that God hates. How many understand that? We don't, if you, if you don't like the other person, don't, don't vote for nobody at all. If, if you can't support what God loves, see, you know, people don't tell the truth no more. See, love tells the truth. See, it rejoices not in a nigger. It don't, it don't rejoice when people are being forced to take something they are unsure of. It don't rejoice in a mandate, not the love of God. It don't rejoice in that. It don't rejoice in people losing their job. It don't rejoice in that. 
Well, verse 7, it says, it bared all things, believe it all things, hope it all things, and do it all things. Now, because we have love, we're going to bear with these things. Because we have love, we're going to believe all things going to get better. We're going to hope it all things. Hope is a positive imagination. We're going to do all things because we have the love of God. Love never fails. That's the eight, eight, uh, cha- uh, eight verse in the First Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Love never fails. You say, well, I tried love and it didn't work. You didn't. The word of God says love never fails. You'll never see a marriage ended when this kind of love is practiced. See, because if you go back and read it, it's suffering long and it's kind. When that's practiced, love never fails. It envy it not. When that's practiced, love never fails. If it's not vaunting itself, it's not puffed up, if it's not selfish, my, 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 I ain't giving you no more of my money or, 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 or the other, other spouse won't be intimate with the other spouse because they mad at them. See, that's selfishness. This kind of love never been a divorce court. This kind of love never started a war. This kind of love never rejoiced when wickedness is paraded. How many can say amen? See, we got to have the love of God on the inside of us. We got to be ruled by the love of God. When we rule by the love of God, we're going to speak the truth, but we're going to speak it what? In love, see? But we will tell you the truth, but it's going to be in love. First John, the fourth chapter, and the 18th verse. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casted out fear. Because fear have torment. He that fear it is not made perfect in love. Now, instead of me trying to cast the demon of fear out of you, and then it come back next week or come back in two months, what you need to do is read 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and make sure you're lining up with that. Then when you're lining up with that, the love of God comes in and fear got to go. See, because when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have eternal life, and the fear of death is gone. But you have to study the word, meditate therein day and night to be successful. See, we have everything we need in the word of God, but it has to be meditated. You cannot give out what you don't put in. I remember the Lord told me, he said, my son, when I first got born again, how can I get anything out of you if you don't put anything in you? Right now, you're hearing me. You're putting the word of God in you. You're doing a good thing. Because the only way God can get something out of you, you got to put something in. But see, he that fear it is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Now, Jesus sold love, right? Then we started to love him. We didn't love him until he loved us. We love him because he first loved us. Let me say it again. The reason we love him is because he first loved us. The reason other people is going to love you is you got to first love them. People don't, don't have friends. You must first show yourself friendly. You need to give to a person what you hope to receive from the person. What do you hope to receive from me? Give it to me. What I hope to receive from you, I need to give it to you. You, can, you need to give what you want to receive. If you want to receive love, you need to learn how to give love. If you want to receive mercy, you need to learn how to give mercy. If you want to receive compassion, you need to learn how to give compassion. If you want to receive money, you need to learn how to give money. 
You need to give what you want to receive. The thing that you're complaining about is what you need to give. The thing that is upsetting you is what you need to give. The thing that you're having trouble with is what you need to give. You need to give love in order to receive love. See, at verse 20, we have First John, uh, the fourth chapter, and at verse 20. If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. Man, that, that ain't leave much wiggle room, did it? Let me, let me let me see, can I say it with love? If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, you know, brothers and sisters, he is a, you're telling a lie. You're telling the field. If you say you love God and you're mad at the pastor, you're mad at the pastor because he said that we don't need to support abortion. But what is making you want to kill your baby? What is making a person want to have sex without being married? And then when they get pregnant, go kill the baby. What making a person what making a person want to murder the gift of God? Well, the, now people use a, a something that rarely happens to, to, to try to support murder. But see, people get mad when you tell them it's wrong, son. Son, you you was born a man. You you just struggling right now. But God didn't make you feminine. See, people get mad at they say that's hatred. No. But if a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he have seen, how can he love God whom he have not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. You know, love will tell you the truth. Paul, one place, he said, have I therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you, I love you, brothers and sisters. I love everybody. But I tell you, brothers and sisters, we need a baptism of the love of God. We already have it. We just need to study the scriptures and let it dominate our soul. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week.